Welcome into the Off the Post podcast. I'm Nick DeLion with my co-host, Lucas Tashi. Today, we're going to be talking about the games over the past week since we got back from the international break. We're going to touch lightly on Kurt Zuma's situation. Then we're going to go into the upcoming fixtures for all the leagues, including the Champions League. And not to forget, we're going to mention our new partners, Barcelona. We hope you guys enjoy the episode. Welcome in, everybody. Welcome in, Lucas. How are you? Wow, thank you for welcoming me. Uh, I'm doing all right. Not too bad. We got this beautiful Friday in northern New Jersey. Uh, great weather. Uh, a lot of football coming around. So, I mean, it's also Super Bowl weekend. So there's, there's a lot going on in the world of sports. Uh, yeah. Very excited to talk about it, especially Champions League. We've been we've been waiting for a few months for Champions League, and now it's finally back. Yeah, man, I agree. I think, you know, when the weather starts to get nice like this, I know it's like a little preview, but the whole mood changes around yeah. us. So it's just, it's nice. It's Super Bowl weekend, like you were saying, the weather's going to be great. It's also Valentine's Day weekend, too, so we got a lot of stuff we got to plan. Uh, <laughs> But, but I'm excited for, for next week because, you know, we've been talking about the Champions League lately. But uh, to get into detail for it, I think we'll save that for later. I think right yes. now, right, we want to talk about the, the games that happened over the course of this past week, particularly the Premier League. And, uh, I mean, I want to start by talking about Villa and how they've looked and how Coutinho and Ramsey in particular have looked. Uh, since the January transfer window ended. It just seems like they're a totally different team. A hundred percent agreed. I mean, they did draw, draw against Leeds 3-3, but they are a completely different side attacking-wise. Uh, they look to be really pulling the strings uh, attacking and just seem to be scoring at free will. Whenever Coutinho plays, he's been fantastic. And I saw Steven Gerrard uh, quote where he said, if you let him do the work, he will help your team out. So it's really good to see him move away from Barcelona, uh, move away from the cuffs that he was in, and really help that side out. It's actually really fun, to be honest. And I also have him on my fantasy team, so even better. <laughs> I've, I've stopped. I've stopped focusing on fantasy. I was like... So I was like sixth or seventh, right, at one point, but I was 150 points off from promotion. So that gap is just too tight to for me to make it. So there's just no there's no point in in trying, right? Shout out uh, to I, I don't know. I don't know. There is a there is a point to be trying because this week I was in 13th place, and then after game week 24, I'm now in eighth place. Yeah, but that's because the points are so tight between those places. Yeah. Alex Kellenberger is killing it. Shout out to him. He is. Shout out to Alex Kellenberger. He, right now he's in second place. Yeah. He, he just he went from first to second, but he has been killing it. Man, I don't know how he's that good. Uh, but we digress, right? So yeah, we digress. You and Ramsey got to be the upcoming top transfers in uh, fantasy Premier League. I think even though they drew, right, like the, the attacking uh, ability that they've shown has – given them a, the, the dimension that we talked about, right, that they lost when Grealish left. Like, Coutinho's filled that void, and I, I think he's more direct. So yeah. you're going to expect more goals from him than you would for from Grealish. Like, he's already got two goals. I believe he had two assists against Leeds as well, from what I remember. 
so very impressive for them. Uh, what other game results kind of caught your eye from this past week in the Premier League? Uh, Tottenham versus Southampton. Uh, Tottenham losing 3-2. Yes, they still have the game in hands for the top four battle, but that loss to Southampton is, is a really real big dagger for them. Um, that top four race is getting tighter and tighter. Yeah. With Arsenal at 39 points, United at 39 points, but Arsenal having a game in hand there. Spurs at 36 points uh, with two games in hand for United. So right now it seems like Arsenal is in the, in the lead. But, I mean, there's a lot of games still to be played. Uh, for United specifically, 15 games, they really need to pick it up. And all the other teams, uh, same thing. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I think even though there's so much more to go, right, we had talked about how important those game and hands are for Tottenham. Like, you, you had it to lose against Southampton, right, who have been pretty decent, like, not bad form of late. But to lose against them and the way they lost against them, I think kind of gives that door that Man United and Arsenal needed, mm -hmm. right? It gives them more opportunity to be able to fill that spot. West Ham has held on, right? They've uh, they've won three of their last five, but they lost two of those two of those games that they didn't win. Uh, but they have two games over, you know, Arsenal and Arsenal. Man United. That they played right. Man United, I yeah. think, had a game extra play. So really, it's so tight. But I think I think the big winners of this week were definitely Arsenal, despite the fact that Martinelli got sent off. Right? They end up pulling the win. They still have a game in hand over United, and with Tottenham, even though they have one game in hand over them, right? They still have to play the North London derby. So that's that's the fixture that they're missing, and then Tottenham has an additional game. So really, the gap. Uh, could be wider between Arsenal and Tottenham than as it looks. And then, you know, just the opportunity that these three teams have to get into the Champions League spots is so important for them. Uh, we talked about it. Man United, you know, anything short of Champions League is kind of a failure, but but they have they played so much better tactically. You know, even though the results don't look like it, uh, with especially the draw against Burnley, they have looked a lot better. I agree. Like the in the last three games, they've had seventy shots and only three goals, which is unreal. Like statistics, and even the game against Burnley, they had two goals called off for VAR. Uh, yeah. The the Rafael Varane header uh, that Harry Maguire stupidly uh, blocked the defender, and then there was another ghost call uh, that the linesman just called a foul. I think I really wasn't sure. Um, but they have played a lot better. Uh, like, tactically, Ralph has done the right thing for United to be in a better place. Uh, it's just silly mistakes that they continue to make, primarily from Harry Maguire. Uh, he's been very poor. He's been so poor all season. So, uh, so we'll see. Do you think, do, would you take any other defender starting over him right now? Yes, I want Victor Lindelof to start. I knew you were going to say that. I agree with you. Lindelof has been the better defender by a wider margin this year. Like, Verane and Lindelof, I think, is your, your best pairing. Yeah, 100%. Because you still get the height with Verane. And Lindelof ha is so technically sound and defensively uh, a technically better defender than Harry Maguire. 
Yeah, I agree with those assessments for sure. I think I think United has uh, has somewhat regained their form, and like you were saying before, kind of bad luck on some ends, especially you know losing to the in, in the FA Cup like last week. That was rough, but it happens sometimes. You know, sometimes yeah. you, don't have, you don't have the luck uh, on your side, and that's been the case for them. But they beat West Ham, right? They beat Brentford. Uh, other than that, and then they have Southampton coming up, so they have a chance. To, to really take command of that fourth place with Southampton, Brighton, Man United, and then Wat- oh, not Man United, Leeds United, and then Watford coming up yeah. Manchester Derby. Like that's really that's really those results where I expect them to get you know ten points out of twelve around that. Hundred percent agree with that. But we also expected them to beat the likes of Burnley, to beat the likes of um, these other teams that they've drawn against. Uh, Aston Villa, they even dominated that game. But then Villa in the last 15 minutes, they they crawled back and they drew. Uh, Those are two games right there that it could have been, instead of two points, it'll be six points. So that's an additional four points. They would have had four points ahead. They would have been four points ahead of Arsenal and uh, two points, three points ahead of West Ham. Yeah that game in hand so um those two fixtures right there where they dominated and they should have won are really the game changer because they could have also closed the gaps at Chelsea if that was the case yeah I think I think we're gonna I mean there's so much more to talk about here but I think even like 10 games played right after like let's say we're at week 32 I feel like we're gonna be talking about like the same situation yeah now like we really won't know who who will get that last spot that fourth place spot until probably the last game of the season like that's how go ahead i was gonna say i was gonna say that's just how i think it'll go yeah it'll all come down to united versus arsenal united versus tottenham tottenham versus arsenal i don't think west ham have enough to be able to finish in that top four it'll all come down to those three fixtures right there yeah, very great take. Uh, um, Man City, we've talked about it. They're rolling through the league. Yeah, uh, sixty points with twenty-four games, forty-three goal differential. Uh, Liverpool are close-ish behind. Uh, if they win the game in hand, they will be six points back. That's a huge gap. So City, it, City, Chelsea, and Liverpool top three pretty much secured. Um, but City, uh, I mean, they're gonna win the league. Let Let's be real here. Uh, yeah, I agree 100%. I think I think City, Liverpool, Chelsea are just going to stay as is till the end of the year. I don't see Nick, any... Nick, if you don't mind... Okay, yeah. If you don't mind, let's go to the most interesting, like, title race right now. Okay. The most interesting and probably the only title race we have across all the top five leagues is the Serie A. Have you been, have you been checking in on that? Yeah, wasn't the... Um... I mean, wasn't the Milan derby this past weekend? We didn't mention it. Uh, it was because because we ran out of time, right? But but Milan <laughs> Inter, like Milan getting that result. Uh, I mean, two players getting sent off in like the last minute. I think it's classic. Giroud m- making the difference for them. I never thought he would be having the, the impact that he's had in those types of fixtures. But agreed. But for, for, you know, first through third, right, to be separated by one point, even though Inter has a game in hand, just has made it so tight. Uh, I, I'm just super interested to see how this will, this will play out, right? Because we, we had thought Inter was going to win it, 
a couple of weeks ago. And the, the way that the standings have happened, I mean, Napoli has just started to tear through people like crazy to, to call themselves back into this race. Yeah, I, I wanted to call out Napoli because Napoli is getting into great form. And on top of being in great form, they're getting the big, big O back. Uh, also, back. He's coming he's back. back from injury. So he is back. Uh, him, he has been such a vital like component to that team. Being a goal-scoring threat, even his size and uh, stature takes defenders away from like guys that can do a difference. Like uh, I know Insigne is going to go off to Toronto FC after the season, but let Insigne get uh, some more space. Dries Mertens getting some more space. Like uh, Chucky Lozano getting more space. These guys, big O playing, ha- helps the broader team. And as you can see, I mean, four wins in the last five. I mean, un- unbeaten in their last five, which is a very, very difficult task to do. Uh, so, yeah, that Milan derby last week was a real big game changer. And not only that, we have tomorrow Inter versus Napoli. Yeah. That, that could be the title right there. Dude, I don't know. It's so early, but I just think that that'll – That'll be such a great game to to watch. I, I just I don't know I don't know who is going to to win that fixture. Obviously, because they have to play. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know, man. Any result would not shock me there. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I originally, I mean, we're gonna get into our bets later. I originally had Napoli a draw, no bet win, but I I backed out and couldn't do it. Um, but yeah, those that top three is very very tight. And then in the top four, you have Juve and Atalanta for that top four battle. Juve looks good now. Those two signings they did, and we said it in it, last week's show, their transfer window was probably the best transfer window. Those two signings that they had last uh, in, the, in January caused the two goals. Vlahovic yeah. scored. Zakaria scored. Which is like just so impressive for a team to get their signings, both debut goals. Oh man! Uh, and you know what like, else is this weekend, Lucas? What else? Juventus Atalanta is also this weekend. Wow! So we have just like two crazy fixtures uh, for this weekend that will probably determine uh, kind of like what ends up happening before, because they're always separated by two points. Atalanta has that game in hand. Juventus wins that game, then the game in hand, you know, becomes a must-win for Atalanta rather than a nice-to-have. Yes. And also, Atalanta already beat them uh, at the start of the season, right? So anything could happen here. Yeah. But uh, Juve and Atalanta, that's going to be a juicy one. I mean, wow, Serie A this weekend, great matchups. Um, I think, personally, it's too late for Juve to get into that title race. But if they had made those signings earlier on, never say never. Like, yeah. say if they had Vlahovic uh, in early January instead of later January, it could have been a game, game changer. But right now, I think right now, they're just focused on getting that top four. Um, but long term, going to next year, if Vlahovic can keep his form and they continue to play the way that they're playing now and if they can keep their guys because I'm seeing rumors that 
Uh, Matias De Ligt wants to leave, along along as some other guys. Weston McKinney looks to leave. Uh, if they can keep their guys, it's their title to lose next season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, like we've seen crazier things than a team coming back from eight points down, right, to to win the title. There's been crazier situations. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how this this plays out. But like you said, this is the tightest league in all of uh, the top five. And it's just going to be so interesting to see how it plays out over the course of the weekend. Yeah, that's that's going to be one that we need to watch out for coming up in the, in next week's podcast. For sure, for sure. Before we get into the Champions League, right? Uh, yep. I, I have two things I want to I want to talk to you about, or I want to run by you. So I don't know if you saw, right? But uh, our boy Jose Mourinho uh, went on a crazy rant. Uh, uh, to to the Roma locker room after they lost the Inter. Did you hear about this or not? I did not. All right, so uh, you gotta excuse my language for for what is about to be said. I'm gonna I'm gonna look for it. Right. You can bleep it. You can bleep it. I can bleep it. I don't want to though. I think it's just so uh, much funnier uh, without it. Hold up one sec. Oh boy. Okay, so he he basically asked them why they shit themselves in the big matches against their clubs. I wanna I wanna pull up the whole quote, right? But unfortunately, we know how the Daily uh, Daily Mail works. All right, ready? Yes. I want to know why playing face to face with Inter, you shit yourselves in the first ten minutes. And then you want to know why even against Milan's you shit yourself 10 minutes in. Everyone, no one excluded. I want to know why for two years you have shown yourselves small against the big sides. If we are small, the referees treat us as small. They treat Rome as a child. Pull up one second. <laughs> Into our super team, you had them in front of you and instead of finding the right motivations you shit yourself <laughs> a man's biggest flaw is a lack of balls and you basically don't have any <laughs> wow yeah, it just goes full full on for them full on to them oh my gosh dude he goes in on them look, look. he goes he goes uh are you afraid of games like this then go play in series c well you will never find teams with champions top stadiums and the pressures of great football you are people without balls the worst thing for a man <laughs> unreal i mean listen i think i think I'll, i think he's right though as harsh as that sounds roma has always kind of folded in the big games and it's very similar to Tottenham's situation in the Premier League. So I think uh, I think that's kind of like the thing he said that probably all Roma fans have been feeling the same way about. And I think he wants to take whatever team he's managing into that top tier mentality. Yeah. Right? So I don't feel like I feel like it's an incredible rant, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, but like if you're if you're not tough to handle that then are you really tough enough to to win trophies right is your desire to be the best uh like stronger than your your you know your thick skin Uh, we'll see that's a great rant but i mean a rant can only do so much it's the players wanting to uh put the effort to support what he's saying 
or to deny what he's saying. He's trying to get them to essentially say, hey, screw you. I'm better than that. I can do that. So now, now we have to wait and see how the players react to that rant. Um, but yeah, I love it. That, that's actually so impressive. I wish he did that to, to the United players because at that time they were horrendous. Yeah, it just seems like it seems like the personalities for the clubs that he's taken over the past few years have had this mentality, right? Like Manchester United, yeah. the time that he was managing them. Listen, he took them far. He was probably the most successful manager in that window. Yes. Of, you know, that United has had since Sir Alex Ferguson retired. So he had that, and then he went to Tottenham. Uh, maybe he went somewhere in between. I can't recall off the top of my head. And then also following that, he goes to Roma. So Roma and Tottenham especially have had that mentality for a while. You know, this Roma, Roma has had a history of success, unlike Tottenham, uh, especially recently. So it's just going to be interesting to see, one, whether they keep him, right, which I think they should because he's. I think he's great in – those types of teams these days compared to yeah. you know, the cream of the crop. And then also to see too, like what do they do to make the changes to the squad if they do keep them? Agreed. Agreed with that. Um, before we go into the Champions League though, I know you said before we go into the Champions League for that, but we do want to talk about one other league um, because we did talk about last week, the La Liga with the fixtures that they had. The biggest fixture last week, Barcelona versus Atleti. Uh, it was fourth versus fifth. It was a very tight battle. And Barcelona kind of looked good now. They kind of look good. So they ended up beating Atleti 4-2. to two. Um, And I think the most impressive player was Adama Traore. Like, yeah. wow, he looked good. I mean, he is so much physically uh, stronger and better compared to the players in La Liga who are more technical-oriented. And he does have, like, superior dribbling skills, right? So for him to, like, cut through everybody the way he did, I think uh, I think that's super impressive. And I think that a lot of teams will find it really difficult to handle him, uh, especially going forward. You know, we are now... Uh, Unfortunately, uh, Barcelona partnered podcast due to <laughs> Spotify made with Barcelona. You know, every time you listen, if you're a Real Madrid fan like me, you have Spotify. You're basically funding uh, Barcelona, Barcelona to sign Holland. Yeah, over the summer. Um, but yeah, super impressive for them. They're they're in fourth right now, right? I predicted that they would finish outside of fourth, but Atletico has been in such a tailspin, man. That I I I would be shocked. Right, I like. I would be shocked if they finish outside the top four because I don't think they have in the entire time that Simeone has been the manager there. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, like their squad is so talented. I don't know what's going on with them. At the same time, Barcelona uh, has looked impressive, like you were saying. I can't deny that uh, as much as I want to. Even when they lost against Real Madrid in the Supercopa, they they looked impressive. They looked very impressive. They looked very impressive. And they're going to play in the uh, derby this weekend with Espanyol, right? And then they'll play Napoli in the Europa League, which that fixture looks very enticing to me going forward with that matchup between those two clubs based on the form that they've both been in. Yeah, 100%. I mean, looking back to before Xavi joined, 
uh, and we were looking at that Europa League fixture. We thought Napoli would walk right over them, but now it's definitely not the case. Because um, Barcelona have been in great form. They're unbeaten in the last five, three wins, two draws. Uh, and they are only two points back of Betis for third place. And they have that third game in ha- uh, that one game in hand. Mm-hmm. So if they win that game in hand, they can overtake Betis uh, 41 points and they're going to be in third. So just seeing Barcelona essentially going from ninth place when Xavi first joined to now being in fourth place, honestly, none of us saw this coming. No, no. But the signings that they made right in their transfer window were pretty decent. So they've, I mean, we we talked about it last week. We didn't quite understand some of the signings that they made with Traore and Aubameyang, who made an appearance, right? He almost scored as well. So we don't know yet, but like Traore looks so impressive and Ferran Torres has also looked great. So we'll just continue to see what happens with them. And, and like you were saying, at the end of the year, they could end up in the top four. They could end up closer to, to second than they would normally, than, you know, honestly, than we expected. 100% agree. All right, Lucas. Before we get into to, uh, the Champions League, the other topic. We said that for the third time. That's so yeah, funny. Yeah. Well, tell you, I said two. I said two things, right? But you're right. It, I'm, I'm glad we covered La Liga there because it was important. Kurt Zuma, right? This, like, disgusting video of him beating his cat. Like, basically yeah. punching his cat, slapping him. You know, like, very inhumane thing to, to yeah. Though we both agree on that, that's not what I, I want to talk about. Though, what is David Moyes doing? Continuing to like want to play this guy, keeping him in the squad, like it's not the right thing to do right now. I have no idea. I think what David Moyes, I, I'm trying to play devil's advocate. I think David Moyes, it was the morning of that the news came out of uh, Kurt Zuma, where the video came out. It was the morning of a game that they had. So they were playing on Tuesday and they had that video came out on Tuesday. So assuming that, I mean, he probably had his, in his mind, he had everything set for the game. So he probably didn't want to change it. And since there wasn't any, at the moment, legal actions, he probably didn't think to remove it, remove him from the squad. You know what I mean? So that's just me playing devil's advocate. He 100% shouldn't have played in that game. Um, but I can see why David Moyes, uh, I wouldn't put the blame on David Moyes for playing him because at, at that point, he probably didn't know as much as we know now. You yeah. Know? Yeah. He's in the squad for Leicester this weekend, which is. Is he? Yeah. Okay. Like, that's, that's messed up. So, so this is, a, this is, a, this is the thing with this particular topic, right? I think uh, if if it was something where there was a trial going on, there wasn't that much evidence, you can see it, you only heard it, it would be totally different. But the evidence in the video is indisputable. If you're a player for West Ham, right? If I'm playing for West Ham and I see this guy coming into work like every day, I would be ticked off. I'm, I would be like, why is he here? I'd rather him, you know, it's just a distraction. It's a distraction as a player, and you don't need that when you're training on the day-to-day. West Ham is a good team, right? They have a capable squad, and they have players that they can spare. 
You know what I'm saying? Like Kazuma, I get it. Like he's 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 of uh, better quality than some of the center backs they have, but you could still play other players to fill those needs. If you really want to, Declan Rice as an emergency center back in the meantime can play that position. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about the injuries that are going on with this squad in particular to Craig Dawson or Ivana, right? Or any of the other players that they that they're playing. Um, you know, but but like my point is just that they should be able to have that flexibility where they don't have to play him because I feel like I would not want to have this guy in the squad or see him in practice every day if I knew that he did something like that. 100% agree with that. And, I mean, the Essex police or the British police are investigating Kurt Zuma. So how can you include somebody in a squad that is being investigated? You can even take players from the youth squad to uh, really be able to fill up the bench. But come on, man. Like they, It's very disgusting to see how they're actually handling this. They're handling this in the worst way possible, I think. I agree. I agree 100%. And with that being said, right, that distraction will cause them definitely to fall out of the Champions League spot because karma comes from you, for you no matter what, right? You do yep. that and you, if you play Kurt Zuma, that's what you're going to get. And with yep. that being said, on to the main event of the evening. Oh, I love it. The Champions League is the Champions League is back next week. All right, so I think this is what we should do. We should break it up into two parts, given that there is four fixtures this week, four fixtures the following week. This week, we will handle uh, a review of every single game that's going on this week. So we have PSG, Real Madrid. We have Sporting versus Man City. RB Salzburg versus Bayern. And Inter versus Liverpool. Um, how does that sound to you? That sounds great to me. I'm down for it. Should we let's leave the main event of the main event last? Okay. So let, let's start off juicy though. Let's start off with Inter at home facing Liverpool on Wednesday. Nick, what are your thoughts with this uh, matchup? Uh, so I, I mean, I expect Liverpool to win, right? No matter how well Inter is performing, I just think the squad uh, that Liverpool has is is deeper and is better, and I think. You know, the, the fact of the matter is, right, I know that Inter is home in this fixture, right? But I just I just think that with everything that Liverpool has done, especially with the January window, especially with Diego Jota being in great form, right? I just see them taking this fixture. And I can't I can't imagine anything else happening, no matter how well Inter has been this season. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, especially because Everybody is healthy at the moment. There aren't any uh, injuries going on with Liverpool. Uh, they are getting Salah back. They are getting Mane back. They are going to have a game over this weekend for the Premier League to be able to have those two guys get into serious form before Wednesday. So, I'm with you. Uh, Thiago looks like he's bossing the midfield again. Looks to be like the player that he was with Bayern. Jota, as you said, great form. Outside backs have been killing it. Center backs, Joel Matip has, has done fairly well uh, alongside Van Dyke. So, yeah, I definitely lean towards Liverpool uh, getting a victory here. So, so I, I think we both agree that Man City and Bayern will probably both win this weekend against a sporting Lisbon and RB Salzburg. You know, we both 
thought that the the way that the draw played out prior to the draw even taking place that this could potentially happen and both of them seem to have uh very straightforward fixtures in both of these results right yep 100 percent. however let me ask you something who is more likely to get upset wow uh i would say man city yeah i'm with you i would say man city i do i just think byron is too too locked in to, to have anything like that happen to them, especially with Salzburg. Man City has a history of, you know, drawing to teams or losing to teams, and they're, they're away in this picture as well. So they just have that kind of uh, history of underperforming in some fixtures, right, over the course of two legs. They usually correct it in the second leg, uh, but I just see that that could potentially happen to, to them, to be quite honest with you, despite how great they've been, right, despite how great they've been. No, hundred percent. Yeah, I uh, that, that yeah, couldn't have said it better. <laughs> yeah, we agree on everything so far. So PSG Real Madrid, right? Ooh, oh, this is gonna be so tough. I mean, if you if you look at the 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 win probability, right? PSG is slated to to have a forty seven percent chance, twenty six percent chance that they draw, and twenty seven percent chance that Real Madrid wins. I just think that this is going to be so tough, right? I mean, it's hard to predict what will happen, in my opinion, for, for me. I, I won't know. I feel like I'll have a better understanding when I see how they play against Villarreal this weekend, right? Uh, I think, and I have to double-check this, I know Karim Benzema has been, uh, has been hurt, right? So... I don't know. I don't know what'll happen, and I don't know if he'll play, and that'll probably have a large impact on uh, what happens in the first result of this leg. Has Vinny been playing? I saw last week he didn't start, but uh, is he hurt too? So he, um, it's it's just like difficult for me to to say, right? Because I think, in my opinion, that they were they were just resting him. Uh, I feel like he's projected to probably start with Jovic this weekend against Villarreal, and then they'll he'll probably likely start. Uh, well, he will start. He always starts when he has the opportunity. I think I think he'll start for this weekend against Villarreal, and then the Champions League fixture um, against PSG. Right. So it's going to be hard to determine what happens here because PSG tear through the league in Liga. And then when they go to the Champions League, it's a lot more difficult for them. So I don't know what will happen here. I think a key matchup, right, with this is going to be how Messi performs and uh, and what impact he has given his history against Real Madrid. I think also uh, he's performed better in the Champions League, right, than he normally would in the league competition. He's only scored two goals in... 13 games in Lyon, and honestly, kind of has it like didn't deserve the ball in the door, like we already discussed, Lucas. And I also think that in terms of the Champions League, he's looked a lot better. Uh, I think particularly for them, they bought him for the Champions League, where he's already scored five goals. So we'll see what happens from there. But uh, I would just probably edge Real Madrid just because I'm biased. <laughs> well, right, so let, let's get an unbiased opinion on this then. Um, I am also edging Real Madrid. Uh, that sounds very wrong, 
But uh, I am also leaning towards Real Madrid. The form they've been in is better than the form that PSG have been in. Yes, PSG have the stars still. But I, I still don't know if they have everything to be able to compete against Real Madrid. I, I think they have a lot of the talent and they got all these new signings. But I don't know if they have everything to mesh well together. So over the weekend, I think they beat uh, Lyon 4-2 or 4-1. to uh, But that was the, probably the first convincing game that they've had all season. Um, the one thing that you do want to call out for uh, PSG is that Neymar is practicing again. He is healthy. So Neymar, Mbappe, and Messi front three could be dangerous. But I, I would lean that Real Madrid midfield over the PSG midfield any day of the week. And to be honest, my opinion, midfield conquers and conquers the game so much that if you have a strong midfield, you should be able to win games. Yeah, they can suffocate them there. They can for sure suffocate them. Yep. So, I mean, I guess I guess we're probably on point, right? We both probably would pick Inter, I mean, not Inter, Liverpool over Inter, uh, Man City and Bayern to win their respective games. And then we surprisingly also agree that Real Madrid will win against PSG in this first fixture. Yep, exactly. Well, I mean, it's crazy. All four away teams. Yeah, yeah, that's shocking. Has that has that ever happened before? I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. But I mean, there's no way we we will be confirmed. Like, we won't be a hundred percent. We we already know that our predictions will not be a hundred percent. If they are a hundred percent, then we should quit everything and become professional betters. There, but there uh, I can see there being a draw. Yeah, there will definitely be a draw there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. All right, Lucas, the the one that we like, it's not the main event, right? But it's the people's main event. It's the people's main event. I love that. And with that being said, we're going to get into our picks for, for the weekend, right? So I already I already called out one of your bets, but do you want to go ahead and tell it on the should podcast? We, yeah, should we go over last week's bets and see how they how they went down? Uh, so, so, okay, sure. So I bet, uh, Real Betis to, to win, right? They they ended up losing. Uh, I bet, I think over three and a half goals for Man City against, uh, No, no, you had Chelsea. Oh, it was Chelsea against Southampton or something like that? Yeah. Okay, so they drew 1-1 and... Actually, no, it was 2-1. It was the FA Cup. You're right. You're right. So it was over three and a half goals. They unfortunately got three, which was which was very disappointing for me. But I actually ended up in the positive, right, because I had Nottingham Forest beating Leicester City uh, at plus 260, and they smashed them. They absolutely smashed. destroyed them, which is insane. Yeah. So so I had them at plus 260. I end up in the positive, um, and... That'll be it for this week. I actually have the hundred dollars deposited. I already placed a couple of bets already. So when we go through this fixture, I'll continue to place some bets. Perfect. Uh, and then for for mine last week, I had Sevilla plus one twenty five versus Osasuna, and they did draw. Um, I had Southampton minus two hundred versus Coventry. They did end up winning. Uh, it was extra time, but they went through. And then City minus one thirty two uh, over three and a half goals. That was the biggest lock ever. So uh, I would say two for three on that. Yeah. Yeah. So we both end the positive for that week. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, Look at us. The $100 deposit has already been placed for me. So, Lucas, I, th- I also had that uh, Liverpool over Inter Milan prior to us talking about it, which is how. Wow. Wow, yeah. So that's both of our bets for 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 this week. That's both of our first bets, right? Uh, we both agree. You get plus odds for Liverpool. It just makes too much sense to 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 bet them, and I I really like that. So as soon as I saw that, I had to place it. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I mean, there's very few times that me and Nick uh, come up because usually we just come with three bets uh, as we're recording the pod. So we don't know until we actually talk about it. So. This week, we both agree on Liverpool plus 105 against Inter. Um, my second one uh, it is going to the Man City-Norwich Premier League fixture over the weekend. Uh, this game is very tough to predict. However, one thing you know about Man City, they have a lot of corner kicks, they have a lot of opportunities, and they take a lot of shots, and then either they take shots to result in corner kicks or Norwich gets some corner kicks. So this week I'm betting over 10 corners on uh, Man City and Norwich minus 115. That's really good. I like that. That's some good research right there. So typically Man City get like 13 corners themselves because goalies always save them their shots. So over 10 corners, uh, I like it. Yeah, I will as well. I'll probably put five on that uh, for sure. So I'll place that five. Uh, my, one of my other bets I have is Philip Coutinho, anytime goal scorer at plus 320. Uh, oh, that's a great one. Yeah, against Newcastle. And then I also thought about doing uh, Jack Ramsey at plus 470. Jacob, Jacob Ramsey, sorry. Uh, I thought about putting him in because he's plus 470 for anytime goal scorer. But, uh, Are you I, sure that's anytime goal scorer? Anytime goal scorer. I have it locked right now. I already placed it before, so it's five to win uh, for for a payoff, twenty one dollars for Philip Coutinho. Yeah, so so I I saw that. I really like that bet, uh, and that's going to be one of mine. All right, I like that. I mean, m- mine's actually in the same game. Okay. So in that Newcastle Villa game, Newcastle have been in great form. Villa have been in great form. Both very poor defensively. So, I'm going to do the over two and a half goals, minus 118, Newcastle and Villa. Okay, that's really good. Um, you know, I, I really like that fixture for some reason. I think I'm going to stay away from that, though. And for the Real Madrid-PSG game, I'm going to do double chance with Real Madrid winning in a tie at minus 130. Okay. So, so, so I like that result because it's close to it's not it's not exactly even odds, but uh, the thing about that though is you have two chances to win, and as long as PSG don't win the game, you get a payout of some sort. So, if Benzema plays, right, you're taking a gamble. But if Benzema plays, your confidence goes through the roof of that happening. If he doesn't play, I still think that they're advantage in the midfield and defensive positions uh really honestly like psg has the advantage in the front three in my opinion and real madrid has the advantage anywhere else so i'm just expecting that even if benzema doesn't play that they'll still be able to at least get a draw in that first fixture even though they're away at the park the prince i like it i like it 
Do you have one more? Those were my three. It was the over uh, over corners, over goals for Newcastle Villa, and then Liverpool 105. You're right. You're right. That's those are my th- what? Do you have a fourth? No, 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 no. So, okay. so what I'll do is I'll place. Ooh, but who's Bayern playing? They're playing Bochum. Okay, maybe you can do over three and a half goals for Bayern versus Bochum at minus one forty-four. That's also tasty. You could also do, you could also do Robert Lewandowski first goal scorer at plus one seventy if you really feel it. I don't know. Sabitzer is still minus odds to score at any time, which I don't understand. Sabitzer is minus 125. Uh, that makes no sense. No, man, it doesn't at all. He, he hasn't scored yet for Bayern. Yeah. Like, in 17 games, he has not scored once. I don't know why. I would If I could bet every single game this season... For him just to not score at like minus whatever odds, like you give me minus three hundred odds that he will not score, or something like that, I will do it every single time. Yeah, every single time. I would be a millionaire right now, Lucas. Sabitzer <laughs> like, hasn't scored, and he wasn't even a goal scorer with Leipzig. No, no, I don't know what they're doing. I I feel like they just with Coutinho's odds being so high and. Uh, Jacob Ramsey's being so high at plus 470 and plus 320. Even if they don't score, that's such good value. You know what I mean? Like, Coutinho's yeah. two in, in his last three games. Uh, Ramsey has been on fire for them. So, I just think that regardless of I, that, the, go ahead. I confirmed it is plus 320 for Coutinho, who's been on fire. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, going to be a fun time for, for me, I think. It will. It will. I mean, let's see. But also, we have Super Bowl bets. If you guys want some Super Bowl bets, uh, the kickoff to not be a touchback, I love it. That's my favorite bet. I bet that one, too. So did I. I bet that, that one. Like, I also bet, I also bet uh, kickoff to be returned for a touchdown at, like, plus 8,000. I mean, I don't know about that one. But I mean, plus eight thousand, plus eight thousand though. Yeah, I mean, you cannot go wrong with that. I bet a dollar on it, so I'll walk away with it. Oh, so one to one eighty. What's up? Is it one to one eighty or one to one eight hundred? I think eighty. Yeah, maybe. I mean, imagine it'll be like Devin Hester that one year, the Chicago Bears. You got the. Anyways, I mean, we're talking football now, but this is a soccer, po- this is a football podcast. Before we go, then, before we conclude, who you got to win? Oh, man. Bengals. Me too. I want the Bengals to win. Yeah, I really like the Bengals, but I mean, really anything could happen. Um, I, I just. Bengals fall behind and then I'm going to live bet them. Wow. Because they probably like, will fall behind and they probably will come back to win. I mean, you can't say probably because you don't know. I think this is actually one of the tougher uh, Super Bowls to predict. Like, both teams are, uh, I would say, equally matched. But, I mean, it's all about that Rams defense. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens, man. I'm excited. It's going to be a fun I, I am very – it's going to be a very fun weekend. A lot of good games. Serie A going along. Uh, Super Bowl, the – 
Champions League, so much going on. Oh, there's so many techers to look forward to. Yeah, and we're going to enjoy every single one of them, I guess. Hell yeah. All right. I think that's it, right? Is there anything else you wanted to cover? No, as always. I mean, I think that's it. Uh, as always, enjoy them, techers. It was a lot of fun talking this week, and I'm looking forward to the Champions League. Uh, it really is the best games to watch. Me too. We'll, 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 uh, we'll reconvene next week with you guys, and then we'll talk through the results and then the following fixtures for next weekend's Champions League or next uh, set of Champions League games, yeah. right? Yep. Okay. Well, have a good one, everybody. Have a good one. Talk to you next week.